love and money are always connected. If people can't see the love that you hold or the beauty and magic that you are inherently at your core, then they don't deserve that spot in your life. From To Be Magnetic, this is The Expanded Podcast with your host, Lacey Phillips. And your host, Jessica Gill. As the leading destination for neural manifestation, we dispel the woo-woo in order to help you create real, tangible results based on neuroplasticity, psychology, epigenetics, and energetics. Our goal is to normalize the practice of manifestation and empower you to get into the driver's seat of your life in order to manifest the experiences, relationships, and things that most align with your authenticity. Part of our manifestation process entails expanding past your limiting subconscious beliefs. Therefore, by tuning into this podcast with interviews from experts, thought leaders, spiritual teachers, scientists, and those with neural manifestation success stories, you're starting the process of expanding your subconscious in order to see to believe that anything you desire is possible. And by pressing play, the process begins. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Expanded Podcast. Jessica here. So we have a really good episode today. It is a best of, we are pulling a compilation of our best teachings, tips, tricks, insights around the love and money connection. We've talked about this a lot. It's in our love workshop. It's in our money workshop, but we wanted to have a dedicated space that really breaks it down more so you guys can really identify why they're connected, how they're connected, and how you can find the roots of the connection for yourself. Specifically, when you are being tested in one, how can you learn from that category to pass that test? What can you unblock further? And if you're getting expanders in one, you know what is that teaching you for the other sector? Also, if you feel stagnant as you're manifesting one, and you can't quite find your blocks, let's say on money, that's the thing you're manifesting, but you're able to deduce down the roots of your love, you can use that block to unblock in the other one as well. There's gonna be so much information in here and we're so excited for you to enjoy. And now a word from our partners. I am so jazzed to announce our brand new podcast partner. We are now partnering with Ned. So Ned is a holistic supplement company that was really birthed out of two founders, Rock Bottoms. They had hit a wall at their life and realized that the track that they were on, the success route, their mental health, their physical health was all going to the wayside and they were so away from their authenticity. They decided to strip all of that away and really put into place how do you nurture your body from the inside out with high quality, sustainable products? And how do you build a business that's built on this level of transparency and really working very closely with the sourcing and producing and every single supply chain partner that comes with creating high quality products? And that is what Ned has sought out to do and is doing. 
One of my absolute favorite products from them is their Magnesium Super Blends. So I've been taking their Magnesium Super Blend supplement for almost a year now. I will not travel without it. It is my number one go-to. I typically like their Lavender Berry or their Naked Blend. Magnesium for me is a nighttime go-to. It really calms my body, my nervous system, and it also helps fill me with a lot of nutrients that I'm needing that I might've missed throughout the day. Magnesium is one of those really cool power players that when you have good levels of magnesium, it can help with other vitamin productions that you may be missing, such as vitamin D. So lack of magnesium can cause things like sleeplessness. It can impact the way you absorb and create some of your nutrients, how you're absorbing vitamins. It can exacerbate anxiety. So having a high quality magnesium in your routine and making sure you're getting enough is so, so vital. It also really helps with digestion. And Ned is offering a 15% discount with code TBM15. So if you go to helloned.com slash TBM15 or enter the code TBM15 at checkout, you can get 15% off whatever item you purchase. We're so excited to introduce you to Ned and know you're gonna fall in love with them as much as we have. One of our favorite products we've introduced in the last year is Bite Toothpaste Bits. They are dry toothpaste bits, so they don't need the water, which means they don't need any additives or preservatives for the water. It's 100% clean ingredients that are sulfate-free, palm oil-free, glycerin-free, a lot of things that you'll find in other natural toothpaste. And I absolutely love the fact that they have a natural alternative to fluoride. They have the fluoride option if that's what you want, but if you're looking for fluoride-free, they have nanohydroxypate, which helps strengthen and restore your enamel. It helps support sensitivity issues. So if you are a hard brusher and you wear and tear your gums or you're someone who grinds their teeth at night and your gums are a little bit more sensitive, the one with nanohydroxypate is going to support it so much. I love how convenient Bite is. It will just deliver to your doorstep every month or every couple of months, depending on how big your package is. You can travel with it. So if you're moving around a lot, you don't have a huge tube of toothpaste that you can't even get through security most of the time. You just have the little bits. They're so easy. You just pop them in, take a bite. It'll start to froth up. You can brush your teeth with it. And my teeth feel so clean afterwards. They've also never been healthier. Every single time I go to the dentist, they're like, what are you doing to your teeth? They are so healthy. We barely even need to clean them. So I really attribute that to my good oral health care with Bite Toothpaste. And if you guys are interested in testing them out, we have a special offering for our listener for 20% off your first order with code MAGNETIC. That's capital M-A-G-N-E-T-I-C. Again, the code is magnetic for 20% off your first order. You can go to trybite.com backslash magnetic and see all that Byte has to offer. All right, on to the episode. One big question that keeps getting thumbs up by everyone is clarifying the link between love and money. And so I think it's confusing to people because sometimes they could be moving at the same pace and sometimes they could be moving in inverse. How do we explain that connection for people who might be calling in love or money? I thought it was really interesting. The woman that I did the podcast with this week, you know, she shared sort of personally her intentions of, you know, stopping 
a form of sponsorship that she's doing, but you know, the tests are always there and they're good. And then while we were talking, I was like, that to me sounds like you're up leveling, right? Mm -hmm. Like you are doing the work and you're realizing, ah, this thing doesn't really energetically fit with me anymore. And then I asked her, is that happening in in your relationship too? And she said, yeah, (laughs) so they're very connected because what I love for people to look at most often than not, say you're, you're really, you're killing it financially in career, but your relationship or love sphere isn't at the soul level you want it to be, whether there's nothing there, whether you're in toxic relationships, whether you're in an uh, okay relationship, but maybe you desire something else. Most often than not in career, even though maybe there's like a lot of success or financial abundance, most often than not, your soul also isn't really getting its needs met. So the love and money connection, where you are receiving the invitation in one, you're most likely receiving the invitation in the other. Mm -hmm. And the invitation itself is to be as close to your truly whole, worthy, authentic version of self as possible. But noting that that is like, tremendous abundance and tremendous love in your most perfect form. So that's how they're connected. As humans on the material plane, we are most motivated by those two things. Mm. And so I think those are the two things that also bring us the most fulfillment when we're in the material body on the material plane, because they both technically represent the two things we need more than anything, love and security. Mm-hmm. That's what they both come down to connection and safety. That's what they come down to. So when people are like, wow, I might be in two different places, like one's really up and one's really low. I invite you to look at if you're saying one's really up and one's really low, are they both filling your actual authentic soul needs and wants? Mm-hmm. Right. So like if you look at you, Jessica, in career and love, do they mirror each other? I Yeah. It's at a safe, stable, good place. Like, yes, this is, this feels so in alignment. And then it's like, cool. Now what's next? What's that next chapter of that for both pieces? Like, it's like, okay, let's take it up a notch. Exactly. And to me, it sounds like they're both in a very healthy place. Like you're saying, very aligned Mm -hmm. with your soul. Mm -hmm. So that's a good way to look at it when you're taking inventory. And when one's being challenged in one, I can guarantee you that you're being invited in the other in the same way. So Mm -hmm. for somebody who is maybe a little more advanced in one area, use that a little bit of expertise advantage to investigate the other area that isn't. It's kind of like the same thing when when you're manifesting something, it's it's usually greater than where you are because you're not there yet. So you can look at love and money like this. So the thing you're calling in is like orbiting here and you're doing the work. You're, you're literally unblocking, passing the test, um, taking aligned action to be, for lack of a better word, in same frequency with this thing because this thing is already all the things you're desiring, right? Like that's mm-hmm. the old manifestation stuff we've learned. And now we're teaching you the in-between there, that step-by-step. You can look at love and money like that. If one's up here and one's here, what is this lacking that this already has? And asking yourself if this is actually fulfilling. That's the piece you're being invited to get closer to. 
that's the best like new way of looking at it that just came through. And hopefully that speaks to people in a different way than it has in the past. Yeah. I mean, that even makes so much more sense to me, understanding the energetic piece of that too, on like a real rooted level. And now I'm just thinking about friends who are in jobs where their boundaries are crossed. And I'm like, oh, they're also in relationships where their boundaries are crossed. Like it's so in tandem with that piece. I think a better way maybe we can start to communicate this in 2023 is that love and money are always mirroring each other. Those two things, I think the universe dangles in front of people the most to look at and work on because they're the two things that we desire the most and are the most motivated by. I truly feel like I am right alongside you guys in all of this because so many when I said that we were doing a love and money connection episode said you were being tested in one or the other right now. And this past week, as I was preparing to record this tip for you guys, I have been tested in both. And so I feel like now I finally really get the root connection between the two. So I'm going to give you my personal example of how they were presenting for me and hopefully that helps for all of you. One thing I wanted to touch on actually before I go in is as I was digging into this love money connection and this need of safety and security, how it relates to self-worth, love and money, I kept coming back to Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And it's this unidirectional triangle of needs. And it shows that the base level needs need to be met before you can meet some of the other higher needs. So your base level needs, the first one is your physiological. So your food, shelter, air, sleep, you know, the things that your body needs to physically survive in this world. The second rung is safety and security. You know, that could come through job, money, home, family. I even argue family could be considered your romantic partner. Then you have love, that's belongingness, connection, romantic relationships, friendships, self-esteem, accomplishments, career, recognition from peers, recognition from community, freedom, and then self-actualization. That's your potential, pushing things to the highest potential, highest level of creativity, et cetera. And what I found interesting about this is the love and money connection really roots down to that one rung of safety and security and even needing to meet that need before you can really feel a deep felt sense of love and belonging and how you know, because it's unidirectional, yes, it's going up. You have to meet the need beneath it to move up, but you're kind of going between them at all times. So think of like when you need lunch, you go back down to your physiological need for food. And so at different times of the day, you're at different rungs of this ladder. And there's something there that I find really fascinating in this tie-in. And obviously it takes a certain level of privilege to be able to be at certain needs or examining certain needs. So I do want to acknowledge that piece as well. But one thing I found really interesting is how we go about trying to find our need for safety and security, right? So if we're trying to look at our blocks, for me, one big thing that came up, I was like, all right, I'm I'm starting to get a little kind of in the magic dark phase with my money manifestation that I was calling in, the new new growth, getting to a new level of financial growth. 
And it was a little bit stagnant. And I was like, okay, I, I see, I feel it. I know what it's going to feel like when it comes through. I know the numbers it's going to be around. I feel like I know the portals that it's going to come through, but it's just kind of clogged for the moment. And so I was like, I don't know if it's quite a magic dark or if there's still another block in the way. And I was journaling on it and I still couldn't quite find the root. So I was like, all right, let's take a peek at the money stuff. Now, my relationship is fantastic. Daniel and I are super happy. We got engaged last year. But the one element when I really thought about the authenticity of my highest relationship version in my mind, we would be married. And we haven't made a ton of progress on money planning in part because it just hasn't lit us up. We've been really excited and lit up by work prospects and things going on there. But the planning of the wedding felt a little not not as exciting. And I kind of just attributed to that and trusted the timing of it coming. But this past weekend, we spent time with Daniel's family and his mom was like, oh, you know, maybe you guys will just elope. And that's a totally fair and understandable ex, you know, thought or idea, especially if someone hasn't been planning their wedding or putting effort towards it, that maybe they don't want a big wedding. Maybe they do want to elope. But in my gut, my authenticity was like, no, no, no. I do want a wedding. I want those moments with all of our family and friends in one place. I want to have pictures. I want to have like an extravagant big day with family and loved ones. So I do want it. Why am I not planning it? Is there a potential block in the way? So these are the two themes that I took through. You know, I have my my wedding planning loved one on one end, and then I have my financial in the other. And I looked at what about safety plays into these two factors? What ways am I trying to get my need for safety met through these two factors? Am I successful? And do I have fears in the way that's making me feel like if I removed that block that I wouldn't be safe? That's what I started looking at. And so I went through the where are you blocked journal prompts and was journaling through theirs and wrote, okay, what are the fears around these portals and these things coming through. And I started with love first because that felt a bit easier at the time. And so as I was going through, although I know Daniel is 1000% my person, we have a fantastic relationship. We're working on ourselves internally. We're working on the relationship. We're, we're constantly evolving and there's so much awareness there. But for some reason, there was an element in my mind that was pairing the legal moment of marriage to, okay, if we are legally married, then if we have an issue, we cannot get out of it and we would be stuck. If we in the future have some big, you know, life moment happens and one of us decides we're no longer into growth and we can't get past this stuck moment then that would feel awful. I would feel powerless. That was the kind of the feeling beneath it. I would feel powerless because it would be out of my control because there was too much uh, fear and shame around divorce. Now I came from a, I was a child of divorce, very front seat to my parents' divorce. And that was a very traumatic time. Really didn't like it. One of my biggest goals in, in life was to never, ever get divorced. And as we know, life happens and divorce, 50% of marriages end in divorce. So that is a possibility on any end. And I don't think anyone should stay in a marriage where they are unhappy. There is always a choice. You are not powerless. So I was like, okay, let's start peeling back, you know, some of these assumptions I'm having here. I'm assuming that if just because we have the legal letter of marriage, that means that Daniel and I would stop working on ourselves or growing or want to change or evolve or get better at our relationship. 
that's just not likely. The likelihood of that is probably pretty low. I even brought it up to him and, and he was like, I will always be working on myself. Like I will always be working on us. Like you don't have to worry. So that really kind of put that to a new sense of peace there. And then I started thinking about the fear of divorce and processing in the worst case scenario, if for some reason at some point in our life, things didn't work out, is that an option? And could I be safe doing that? And the answer is yes. There might be some shame I need to process, some grief I would need to process, but I would ultimately be okay. And it was transforming the limiting belief beneath that, that, ooh, this legal letter of marriage meant that I would potentially be powerless. And that's just not true. And so when I kind of walked it through, that belief and reframed it, you know, using, I used the unblocked DI and inner child DI and said, I actually can trust here. I can take a leap of faith because I know that I'm my own expander because I did face the divorce, not as the person in the divorce, but as a child of divorce. And even if I was powerless, perhaps at the time, there are many relationships I've exited that were painful and I survived and I was okay. And I was resilient and reminding myself that I have a choice and I have power. So that was working through that. And there's still a little bit more unblocking I feel I need to sit with, reassuring my inner child that even if I face divorce, I will be totally fine and okay. And we don't need to be so scared of the the marriage. We don't have to make the marriage perfect, perfect, perfect before entering it just to avoid potential divorce. We're okay no matter what happens and we trust that we can handle it. So then I was like, okay, let's take this powerless feeling into money and career. And I noticed a pattern of where I was giving away my power for financial growth in certain sectors where I could be taking my power back, where I was putting the power of my financial success in maybe limiting buckets or putting a self facilitated ceiling on myself saying, oh, I can't do that because X, Y, Z, and started to get tested in that this week. You know, how, how do I open those portals for myself if, if it's not going to open for me? You know, how can I create those opportunities for me if they're not going to naturally be there? And that gave me a really big aha moment that Although I've done so much work on both and both still feel like a good level of safety and security, there's one missing piece to get to that next level. And that is that one part of my inner child did not feel in control and did not feel powerful in regards to very specific elements. So when I can go back and reprogram that and really let that inner child have that moment, I'm pretty confident that that will be sort of my missing piece unblocking to both. So stay tuned. The unblocking is a journey and I'm not rushing it. I do know I need to do a few more DIs on both to really allow it to sink in and give that felt sense of safety and security and inner power to my inner child. But I think that's a really good distinction of how two can even be in good spaces But then to get to that next level, how do we move up from there? And the last note I want to touch on is when we're thinking about, you know, this love money connection, if someone feels like one is higher and, you know, let's say they have tons of financial success, but they're they're manifesting a partner and that's not coming through. 
when you look at your financial success, think about how you relate to security and any inner child wounding beliefs beneath how you meet that need of security. I think that could be very powerful. I manifested my dream relationship through this work. Now I'm manifesting and calling in money. I've gone through unblocked money in the past, but I'm wondering, should I actually go through unblocked love because of the love money connection since I am calling in money? Would there be something there for me? Honestly, it could be very helpful. Don't let it alarm you. There are aspects that are probably going to highlight why you're maybe not 100% satisfied in this relationship. You may be 100% satisfied, but there's always, that's just a relationship. There's always components of relationships that need work or need attention or need growth. So just know those might pop up, but I would be curious to see what comes up while doing it. And honestly, how love and money are mostly intertwined energetically is you're being tested where you're blocked in one with tests the same thing is applicable in money. So for instance, a really good thing for you is to take a look at your relationship or yourself and look at the ways you might not be able to fully show up in this relationship or they might not, or your boundaries, even though it might Mm. be a very happy relationship, your boundaries might be impeded on a little bit. They may just not know better. It's how they were raised. You know, we're all human. So looking at those may have ties as well to why you might be experiencing still. That's how the love and money connection can be. But once you learn what those are in your relationship, you don't necessarily have to take them through love. You can actually take the pieces you get from how the aspects of the relationship that aren't all there for you Mm -hmm. or for them will give you clarity a lot quicker. So my favorite for this, again, is always shadow and inner child because it's just so quick and clear or there's one for the triggering. You can kind of get the clarity through that. But that's how you can look at love and money is where are you being tested, where your boundaries being tested. Can you block money coming in for your partner? Ever since diving into manifestation and starting Reparent, my husband's income has been in the lowest point since starting his career, and I worry it's my doing. If so, any suggestions until I finish the course would be appreciated. I'm a stay-at-home mom, so I obviously haven't, it hasn't affected my own income. No. <laughs> Sadly, we're just not that powerful. It's interesting. I'd be curious to know how long you've been doing this. If so, if it's like, a really short amount of time and all of a sudden his sales dropped, it's totally not connected. The only way we can block our partner's finances, and this is how I'll make it very evident and clear for you that it's not connected unless you've been walking around the house doing all this, and I'll I'll explain that. It's only if we make them feel smaller, we don't believe in their potential or what they can do, we don't believe in what they need in order for their soul to feel fulfilled, Those are the only ways we can block and shrink their potential for manifestation. A great example of this was when I was with my ex, who's so lovely, he's beautiful, really talented artist, um, but he grew up with two bohemian parents who had been artists, but they never had any success. So they always had to have real jobs and they struggled financially. So that's all he ever saw. And he was an atheist, like full blown torn atheist. So you can imagine me around the house, like manifesting and doing stuff was, he just was like, yeah, whatever it's, you know, I, it's always a coincidence, you know, to him, he's just such an atheist. So he would shrink my finances all the time because he wasn't letting me live in my, my full potential. I'm a very spiritual being. He was dimming that for me, or he was 
energetically making that small. The moment we broke up, everything started to take off because it cleared all of that space for me and my aura. So if you're doing this work, there's nothing you can be doing that's affecting your husband's income. And especially if you start becoming more independent with your finances, not needing to depend on him. Obviously you're a mom. So whatever that ends up looking like with your portals and stuff, if that's something you desire, not only do you open up a portal for money to actually come through to you, you create more space for his to come through as well. But unless you've been going around the house, belittling him, not believing in his beliefs, uh, his potential, all of that, there's nothing you're doing to block uh, his money. The second really important thing too to remember with manifestation is we cannot manifest for other people. So the same goes for what you're talking about. He actually has his own journey in life. He's co-creating with the universe, whether he's aware of it or not. So nothing you're doing, again, unless you're shrinking him, nothing you're doing is affecting what his path is. If his finances are having fluctuation, it's because there's something for him to learn. So even if you put this work into motion, it's not like the universe is gonna go teach him a lesson <laughs> through your work, because he has his own divine journey where he needs to become into his own whole authentic self. Nothing you're really doing gets to determine that unless you're shrinking him or expanding him. Those are the only two ways you can kind of affect him. So take the guilt out and keep doing the work and be the inspiration to him that he can manifest as well just from doing your own work. Hi, I'm wondering what it means when I hit a high point in my relationship and then hit a financial rock bottom. I got engaged to my dream partner, then days later denied money I was owed from a client, all the while trying to build up my business and self-worth. And now I'm in a financial turmoil because that money was supposed to be my FU fund. What does it mean? Yeah, it just means that you're up leveling really quickly. So like a great example, it's like the company can be doing so well, but my frequency is up leveling. So that means that all of a sudden there's like fall off of old people, new people now are coming in that are up, you know, it's like the more you're up leveling, things in your life start falling off and then the tests follow them to see if you're, a lot, honestly, that's the theme of this is a lot of people in here are up leveling and things like IRS checks are hitting you. And always when that happens, the universe never punishes you. It's testing you. And it all goes back to the workshop up level, really. So it's like right now you're going through a little bit of a rock bottom as the workshop I'd work through and then move right into up level. So when your frequency raises, so like, let's say you're now committing to this partnership, it's really exciting for you. It's taking you in that bigger direction you want to go. You're up leveling. So the things now in your life that aren't in frequency with that anymore are going to start to fall off. And it's not usually that graceful if you have right. self-worth <laughs> issues around it. If you have like high self-worth and you're super expanded in those areas, they'll fall off gracefully and something else will implant themselves. But it's just very telling that you have work to do in those areas. So for you specifically, it's a really great thing. I know it's really scary. I would imagine security like us is one of your main core issues that you're being asked to work through. If not, if it's going to happen when you work through them to get your company now on par with the relationship frequency, right? That up leveled space, not the relationship in particular, but you're emitting a certain frequency there. So 
you're being tested, I would certainly go and do rock bottom and move into up level with the focus around your finances. You will get a plethora of downloads and ideas and whys and action steps through those two workshops, really targeting on the whole money issue. At the core, my biggest manifestation has always been love. I've always wanted my partner. I've always wanted that person. I've always wanted to be in a relationship. And my career really came pretty easily for me just because I wasn't so focused on it and and heavily putting energy towards it in a way that was more like dog paddling and desperation. So I felt really blocked in love for a long time. And that was definitely my driving source for any of these spiritual tools. You know, I felt like I even had my spiritual awakening because I was so heartbroken by this person that didn't even give me the time of day. That moment of coming to my knees and realizing that this person was the same exact person that I kept attracting and nothing was changing. It was like a complete light bulb moment, but then also like a point where I could finally shift and be like, oh my God, it was, it was awakening. And I realized in that moment that I had to do something different. And from there on, it's been about dedicating myself to those changes. And so, yeah, of course, you know, the money and the career and all of that has come alongside it. But, you know, love was one thing I had my eye set on. So when I started TBM, I really had that as my biggest intention. But I realized I was incredibly hesitant to do the money workshop. And having also been a big listener of the podcast, I knew that money and love were so connected. So honestly, again, love was another motivator for me to do the money workshop. So it was kind of like this end goal insight, I'd say. And then I did the money workshop and found so many blocks in that complete head in the sand mentality, um, complete lack of self-worth and not able to ask for what I want or need or deserve. And also just cycles of debt and debt to my parents and debt and credit cards and total head in the sand. So I started budgeting and being more conscious of that and It's really wild when I think back on it because even just by making those small changes, it made me really realize that there was definitely something more to it. There's an energy behind it because making small changes, energy just started flowing and so many channels opened up. And I'm, you know, now in a time where I make my entire salary, you know, that I would make in a year in one deal. Lo and behold, after doing the money workshop and all of these workshops and as you know manifestations were coming in i have manifested my partner <laughs> and that is you know my biggest man- manifestation if people can't see the love that you hold or the beauty and magic that you are inherently at your core then they don't deserve that spot in your life So I'm quickly interrupting this episode to invite you if you're ready to start your manifestation journey or if anything you've heard in our manifestation episodes has piqued your interest to begin. We have a la carte workshops 
in everything from the basics bundle, which is what we recommend to everyone who starts. It's the formula that actually teaches you how to manifest, unblocked inner child and unblocked shadow. We also have a la carte workshops on love and money. But the real gem is the Pathway membership because it encompasses every single workshop we have. It's a year-long membership with full access to the few a la carte offerings we have and exclusive workshops not available anywhere else, such as the daily practice, which is what everybody in the Pathway uses, hopefully at least three times a week to daily in order to truly create the new neural pathways that one needs in order to manifest and houses the library of our deep imaginings, which is our unique hypnosis process that allows you to get into your subconscious and overwrite those old neural pathways, creating the new ones. You can use our special code EXPANDED, all caps, E-X-P-A-N-D-E-D, to receive $20 off your first a la carte workshop purchase or $20 off your first month of the pathway. Again, that's all caps, EXPANDED, E-X-P-A-N-D-E-D. Okay, now back to the episode. Janelle, welcome. I knew we couldn't have a Love Money Connection episode without getting your insight on this because there is so much that roots down to attachment, shame, self-worth, and you've seen so much of healing in your intensives with the Love Money Connection. Yes. So can you talk a little bit about how you see this connection play now and what you think it roots down to and some of the filters that it's going through for people? For sure. So it's interesting. I would say majority of people that come in for intensive are wanting to manifest love or money like that. That typically is one of their biggest goals. And so what's interesting is that, you know, the connection between love and money is security and ultimately self-worth. Well, we get our self-worth through secure attachment in childhood. So when we have a really safe, secure attachment in our childhood, I mean, those are the kids that just have like a really, one, a deep sense of authenticity, and then they have just an innate deep self-worth in them. So if they didn't have, let's say, a secure attachment, they would then have anxious, anxious avoidant or avoidant attachment. Yeah. And then there's all the different holes in self-worth around that and security. So it's interesting, like sometimes somebody will present with like they're, they're really more targeting wanting to unblock around love, or they're really wanting to target their career and money. And ultimately there's that, that interchange of when you unblock in one, you unblock in the other. This might be helpful just to kind of share of like how I work with someone when they come in. Let's say they come in and they're wanting to unblock around money. I will say, okay, you know, where in your current life right now, what's the biggest trigger around money? And they might say, I'm in a job I don't like or, you know, whatever their money trigger is. And then we have to then address, like from an EMDR perspective, okay, what's the negative belief attached to it? So let's say for some people it might be, I'm powerless and helpless, or from for another person it might be, I can't get what I want. And so I'll have them focus on their current trigger and that negative belief. And then I use the float back technique, which is in the trigger DI to really then deduce, okay, where did they first feel that negative belief of I'm powerless and helpless, or I can't get what I want. And then once we get to that core, really big memory, 
that's what I do EMDR on. And because when you clear that core memory, it's like a filter. So they were seeing through the lens of I can't get what I want, or I'm powerless and helpless or whatever the negative belief was. So they clear it out. And then all of a sudden, I do have choices. I now have choices or I am in control or I can get what I want. And then they're seeing out of that filter where then again, they unblocked and they still obviously have need expanders and aligned action and all of that. But that's that deep unblock where they can then shift and then it gets the water moving to manifest. But what's interesting too is that negative belief is filtering through, you know, where they're currently triggered is, let's say, the money. But if you think about it from, you know, when you clear that negative belief and you look at it from a love perspective, if let's say they're saying, I'm powerless and helpless, if you look that at that through a love lens, like, oh, you know, is that person in a desperation energetics or they're feeling a lot of scarcity in dating or maybe they're in partnership, but there's no boundaries because they're feeling powerless and helpless or that crossover is there. What's really interesting about this is Lacey says that where you're being tested in one, you're being tested in the other, where one's mirroring one, one's mirroring the other. And I think it also goes back to that authenticity piece. So let's say you have, I'm powerless, but your career is doing great. Your love life's not doing great. How was I'm powerless playing out in the career? So if that filter is still in there, is I'm powerless actually making you an overachiever that might not be authentic to your authentic code? And that's why your career is doing well. Like think about the love and money connection and are both in alignment with your authenticity piece. And then think about what that self-worth attachment limiting belief is beneath that and start to look at both. Yeah, exactly. And what was, we were also talking, we were diving into all things (laughs) psychology and limiting beliefs before recording this, but you were also mentioning that, you know, a lot of that attachment wounding or like the feeling of I'm, I'm powerless roots down to the root chakra, which is where the security is based off of. Yes. So you guys all know I geek out on all things somatic and and studying it. And recently talking to someone that does somatic work with pelvic floor, and she was explaining to me, you know, that basically when you have a weak pelvic floor, that's that root chakra security, you know, where do you not feel secure? And then my mind went all the way back to just like early attachment and that body mind connection, which I think is so fascinating. So wild. So anyone who's like, I have a weak pelvic floor or I have this root trauma, maybe check on your pelvic floor because there could be a connection there too, which is is so nuts because it's so interesting. Like what is happening in your external world can show you where your blocks and limiting beliefs are, but I think also our bodies can help show us that as well. For sure. And I also think of just that root chakra, pelvic floor womb can carry a lot of shame. So like shame is such an obvious block for money and love. So even like the the shadow work that's, you know, obviously correlated there too, I think can be really profound. I remember when I was, let's see, maybe like five, six years ago, a big block I had when it came to money was I couldn't be 
a spiritual person and make money. And my deepest value in life is to be a spiritual seeker. Uh, you know, and all of my religious programming blocked me from that. And so it was this deep shame around money. And if you'd kind of deduce it more for me, it was essentially I'd be a bad person, you know, which goes against my total values. And so of course I'd be blocked around money because I couldn't be a good person and do the work I want to do in the world, you know, and, and make money. So that, that was a big one for me. But again, it's, it's shame, it's root chakra security. And, and then again, how that filters out that negative belief, you know, how that filtered out in both in love and money. And I, I would say I was not at all at the time consciously calling in a partner, maybe subconsciously I was. I did a lot of work around that wound. And then I had an amazing partner, very healing partner show up then. Again, not consciously thinking of it. I was working on the money wound, but then of course a love manifestation came through. And I think to your root of that was like, you can't be spiritual and make money, but the root root beneath that was like, I'm bad. Yeah. Like if what I want to do is bad or I'm bad or any of that. So if you think of clearing that belief, that belief could also be blocking you in a lot of other categories. And because love and money is both tied to that sense of security and self-worth, you opened up the floodgates for love because now I'm bad is not a blocker in there at all. Now you're like, I'm good. I'm great. Oh, you want to come in? Do we align? Perfect. And so you can have that connection. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then last thing before you go, you know, I, I can imagine people thinking like, oh my gosh, what's my attachment? How do I go from my attachment style or knowing that I had this sort of attachment to my parental figures and then figure out how to unblock that or even deduce what that attachment was. You know, first I want to say, and I feel like this community is now so educated on this, but like everyone has some shape or form of attachment wound. I don't care how amazing your parents are. We are all going to be somewhere on the spectrum of anxious or, you know, avoidant. So we all have wounds there. I think I've mentioned this one before, but there's a book called How We Love. That book, what I love about it is it goes into each attachment style and it's such an easy, but such a good read. And then it goes into partnership. So like, what does it look like when a pleaser marries a vacillator? It shows how the two partnerships intermingle. So I love that one. But yeah, so going back to self-worth and secure attachment, Sometimes there's like big obvious gaps that, you know, most people know right away. Oh, my parent was an alcoholic or this big thing happened or this big thing happened. But sometimes there's just really very subtle nuanced ones of, I had a really good, you know, present mom, but there was a lack of attunement. The lack of attunement can cause either anxious or avoidant. Just It just depends on how that presented in that person. So when doing these intensives, a lot of times, let's say they're wanting to unblock around love, eight or nine times out of 10, I'm doing some sort of attachment work. When we boil it all the way down, there's usually, it's like a, a death by paper cut situation, you know, where there's all these little 
missed moments that happened to a person. Maybe their parent was a workaholic or lacked attunement, or maybe they were depressed, or maybe they were busy caretaking another child that had a medical crisis, you know, and they were doing their best. Like it doesn't make the parent wrong necessarily. Actually, that was one that came up recently as somebody that their parent was preoccupied with another child with a big medical condition. So she just kind of had to raise herself and didn't get a lot of nurturing. So going back, like you could do, I'm making this up now, but let's say for that person, like going back to the core memory, let's say it was a picture of them. I don't know. It could just be alone in their room where they felt so alone and going really deep into that memory where, you know, if you're doing EMDR, you're reprocessing all of the layers of it. And if you're doing a DI, I would say the most important piece in doing the DI is to, for really true unblocking, is to tap into the sensations that are coming up as you really go into that memory and track them in your body and feel them, really feel and really get an emotional release because that, you know, that works on a a nervous system level, obviously a subconscious level, and obviously all the neuroscience behind reprogramming. So, but really feeling into like getting a release around that true deep pain. Let's say, let's say if that person was alone, and, and then allowing, you know, all the soothing where you can really, you know, meet yourself and get that healing right there. You're making a repair literally with yourself to build secure attachment with yourself, which builds that self-worth. Yes. Okay. That was the key piece, I think, because it's like you reprogram the situation, you know, you have whichever attachment style you have and you can dive deep into that. But then really the point of just knowing that there was an attachment wounding. It's like, what was the belief that you took about yourself from that attachment wounding and going into the memory where that felt most activated. And then once you're there and feeling that and processing that, you get to then step in as almost like your higher self and creating that deeper connection of like, hey, it's okay. Like I'm here for you. You're not alone. You're not abandoned. Whatever it is, Mm -hmm. whatever you need to hear down there. And that's where you start to fire and wire that secure attachment neural pathways. Exactly. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Janelle. Yeah, thank you. And let everyone know about your intensive. You've been having some of the craziest, wildest experiences. Where can people find you, connect with you, book, all of that fun stuff? Yeah, no, I've I've been doing them now since I guess the summer and I love they're just it's such a cool thing as a therapist to not feel rushed <laughs> in an hour time frame and to really really go deep and stay deep with somebody is so sweet. But yes, what they what they can do is reach out to wholenesscollectivetherapy.com and put in a submission so we can schedule a consult call and all the information's on the TBM tab on my website, so Wholeness Collective Therapy. Um, And you can find more information there and then reach out. Amazing. So if you guys are needing to take your unblocking deeper, you really want to examine one specific route that's come up for you a lot or really get to the next level with this, highly, highly recommend. Personally, I would go to Janelle every week if I could. (laughs) (laughs) I would love that. But yes, highly recommend for anyone looking for that deeper unblocking. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. 
And the craziest thing that people don't realize that I've started to read through energetics, love and money are always connected. Always. Yeah. Can you, okay, can you go into a deeper explanation about that? Because I've heard you say that before, I think on one of your podcasts. And I was like, oh shit, there, there's like some truth to that. But I like, I want you to break it down like on a deeper level. Yes. Yeah, so um, here's just a good example to look at. When you tell me time frame wise, when you first, when you communicated to your current management or agent that you're like, no more, I'm not taking these type of jobs. Mm -hmm. Timeline of when you told this ex relationship or this relationship you've been having no more and timeline of the tests that started coming through with the jobs where they're like similar echelon, but more money. Tell me those time frames, and then I'll show you how they're so connected. Got it. So the conversation that I had with my manager that happened on Friday, let's say two weeks ago, the guy that I was like chit chatting with that happened on, let's say that following Wednesday. And then the apartment happened in between them. So they were literally back to back to back. Oh, this is so fun. Cause it's when you're starting to play with magic, like you're seeing your witchy powers, right? You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. I'm like, what? I literally am like, what the F is going on right now in my life? I have peace because I know yeah. that my manifestations are orbiting me. I yeah. feel it. So this is such a good, clear example. So apartment is connected to the money piece. So whenever I say money, energetically, getting into energetics, that's what manifestation is. Money is anything to do with security. So it can be apartment, it can be job, career, it can be like physical money. So those two are connected. And then love is the dating experience, like your exchange with partnership. So right now you're currently being like, Fuck no. <laughs> Absolutely. You're like, and I'm not fucking all capital letters. Yep, all yep. caps. You're like, I'm okay. really stepping into my true authentic self and I'm not going to settle for anything beyond that because I have been. And you know how uncomfortable it's been for so long. And yep. you're ready for the real deal. You're ready for the real deal where you live. You're ready for the real deal in your partnership and you're certainly ready for it in your career. Yep. So it's not crazy that you're being tested with all of them. So I imagine too, like dating wise, you're going to start to have tests. Like when you're out and about again, or you're on an app or whatever, it's going to be identical to the ones you're receiving in jobs right now. It's going to be like seemingly the list, <laughs> kind of, you know, kind of how the, the opportunities are more money and you're like, no. So that's a clear example of how one is tested. So initially it was just jobs coming through being like dangling carrot. Do you need a job right now? And you're like, no. And then it was a similar job, but it's more money. And you're like, yep. uh, no, yep. that's exactly the series of how you'll be tested. And then eventually they're going to start to be kind of hard to identify if they're a test, just like your apartment. So it shows that your worth is growing in love and money. And then you go into your shadow, which is where the real magnetism is yeah. pertaining to work and love, like career and love, because what we don't own owns us. So like people will come to me and they'll be like, I want this certain amount of social following or I want my, my business to be doing X, Y, and Z or at my job, like in corporate, I want to go to the next level. And I'm like, where are you hiding? Because where you're hiding, you're projecting out, don't look at me, I don't want you, I, you know, right. stay back subconsciously. So you have to integrate all of that shadow in order to be like, no, look at me, I want it, come right. my way. And so right. those three are the key. If anybody gets really excited about this work, you do those to find the success that you're just now having, Danny, like the momentum. Yeah. yeah.
Shared finances. I'm currently working on my self-worth when it comes to income, career, and finances in general and have found several blocks there. At the same time, I have a partner who makes more than double my salary and is constantly stressed about most of the financial burden being on him. I feel myself making progress, trusting I'll find the right bridge job, but then I find myself in desperation mode and dog paddling to just search for any job to find a way to make a little extra when he spirals out of stress. We have a great relationship otherwise, but I feel unsure about how to balance my own authentic code with also needing to contribute to our shared home resources and one day family. Something that I think is really important is for both of these people to get very intimate to the point of like annoyance maybe and like so uncomfortable and open about what is coming up for them regarding security because that's what it is, right? They're dealing with portals, finances, a home, a family, that's all security and this question sounds like there's still a bit of a disconnect between the both of them. So money, you know, is a big wound for me and I still work through it, right? And Tommy has and continues to work through, you know, how scarcity expresses for him. The way we both express those wounds is very different. I'm in our lives and although he makes, I mean, far more than me, he's had times of feeling lack and me thinking, oh my God, okay, I need to get more clients. You know, I'm not helping out enough and that's my stuff, right? But there's also... We both have our own shadows and inner child programming, and only we can individually get the healing around that. But that journey, in my opinion, really has to be done together. We are very open with our shame and how we've gotten ourselves to similar experiences when it comes to security and the expectations we have or don't even know that we have of the other person regarding finances, right? So Tommy and I are family. We want to start a family, all of those things. And for the health of that foundation and the economics of our household, it's vital that we're on the same page with our next chapters, what we're both navigating, how we both trigger one another, and how we can both be there for each other. So to this person, you know, how open and vulnerable are you with your partner about the conflict you have and the triggers that are coming up for you? Do you both share similar wants and dreams for your future family? Because they mentioned they don't know how to live their authentic codes and contribute to the household. Why are those things separate, number one? Because our authentic codes are an expression of us. So to me, I'm translating that as this person says, you know, they don't know how to fully be themselves and live the life that feels good for them while also contributing to their family. What's that about? I feel like there's something there. Where does that programming come from that you can't live your authentic desires and financially contribute? Do you even want to work and contribute financially? Like, is that even something you want to do? Because it sounds like you feel okay until your partner starts to spiral and then that triggers you to have, want to force a bridge job to happen. So this person, you know, they said they found several blocks, which is great. But since this is coming up in partnership, I would really look at your specific dynamic and how you learned that growing up and what it is you authentically desire and sharing that with your partner versus like needing to force an outcome in order for him to feel better. So if you both aren't discussing the root of that scarcity for the both of you, that's an issue. So you both are allowed to, you know, feel things. But I also think that it's, you need to be honest and open about what the undercurrent of this dynamic is. And then the sooner you do that together, the stronger your family will be, especially as it starts to grow. And one other thing I'm kind of hearing too is resentment for almost like how this unspoken setup has been going. And so it's like he seemingly is feeling resentful for being the one to pay for a lot of things. And you're feeling resentful that 
he probably says, it's fine, I'll pay for it. And then occasionally flips the switch and is like, actually, never mind, I can't pay for it. So you got to get really clear on when he's saying, okay, I'll pay for this. Is that really true? Is that really comfortable for him? Is he able to really pay for that financial load or does he want to shift up how you guys take care of finances or spending or whatever it is? And then that way, when it comes to your authentic code, you can know without a condition on whatever the financial arrangement is, oh, okay, this is what we agreed upon. This is what I feel good in. How do I honor my authentic code and my financial situation within this? But if he's saying, I can cover it, and then he's saying, actually, now I can't. How do you find footing if it's going back and forth, depending upon the time? So getting really clear of like, okay, what am I comfortable agreeing upon in this situation without holding back? Truly what feels right and safe to me where I will not wind up feeling resentful. Yeah. I mean, I have had those conversations because the last thing I'm going to do is be in a caring relationship, a loving relationship and someone having an exchange, especially with money and the other person being in low self-worth about it, not saying it. That's not a good place to be. And it's not necessarily intentional, but I think really being honest and communicating and being like, this is a safe space for you to tell me that this doesn't make you feel safe, this purchase, or this doesn't make me feel safe. You know, I'm the one who has to contribute most of this. I'd rather do X, Y, and Z. So you can really meet each other where you're at. So when you are calling in the lifestyle that you both desire, it's coming from not pretending or holding it all in and then maybe him spiraling later when really he wanted to say it earlier and, you know, being in that, that cycle. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I wanted to just give you a quick action item list of how you can navigate and really apply this to your situation. So the first thing I would do, I would take whatever you're calling in or whatever you want to get to in the next level in both love and money career. Put those both at the top. Now, money career can also come through the source of a home. So let's say you're calling in a home, which requires financial security that could be your item. If it's relationship, like what is your primary love romantic relationship? You know, what is the dynamic there and what are things that may not be in alignment? I would first look at if you're not calling, let's say any, let's say you have a partnership and you're not really calling anything in there. You're, you're good. You're happy. You're satisfied. Everything's going good. I would look at if you thought of your full authenticity in that relationship, what would bring you the most joy? What would be one of the things on it? And for me, as you heard, one of the things that would take my relationship to the next level would be to have our wedding. (laughs) So think about what would you want in each of those categories? Then write them down at the top of the page, split the page in half. On one half, go through the what are my blocks journal prompts in the how to manifest workshop. Understand the fears that you have around that coming in. Understand the limiting beliefs you have around that coming in or it not coming in. And same on the other side. Then you want to understand what are the ways you are trying to get the feeling of safety and security met in each of those categories? What are the ways that you're going about getting that need met? And is the way that you're going about getting it met aligned with your authenticity? For example, the way that I go about getting both of those met for me is through control. With the wedding situation, I wanted to control the fact that I wanted to work through every single issue block that Daniel and I ever had before I was ready to actually 
say, okay, now we're ready to get married. But what I needed to do instead is to surrender. And why was I seeking control? Because I felt like I would be powerless if I wasn't. So figure out what the, what need are you using to get each of those met? And then once you do that, you can go in, you can process that fear through some of our reinforcing journal prompts, the unblocked DI, the inner child DI, the triggers DI, and really get a sense of healing around whatever that limiting belief is. So you no longer have to meet that need through a way that is unaligned, for example, control. Then think about the opposite. A lot of the journal prompts and DIs already have this in there, but what is the reinforcing belief you can implant now that will allow you to see that you're safe to pursue or go after these things that could be more in alignment? So in my case, if before I was seeking safety and security via control, you know, I would be safe and secure in wedding and money if I controlled every single situation because I felt powerless, All right, well, the opposite is I trust that I can listen to my intuition. I can surrender. I don't need to be in control of everything. And then I know I'm resilient and capable of making a change if things need to change. I know I will always show up for me. So really understand what that means to you. Feel free to play this back because I know there's a lot of parts and steps to it, but I think this will be the perfect remedy to working through the love and money connection. 